Hey everyone, Matt Strapp, welcome you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Monday, December 2nd, apparently. That means this is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups. As always, Dr. A is here with me to rip through this. Steve, let's begin with a guy who I think is not on waivers in most leagues, but has has kind of crept ever so closer to that line of having been dropped in some shallow leagues, Gary Harris. He's 53% rostered in Yahoo League. So again, uh, rostered in most competitive leagues, but I wanted to talk about him because he's right on the fringe there. Had a breakout game with 25 points over the weekend, was going off early before tailing off. I think we talked about Harris recently. Uh, so this isn't so much a waiver wire thing as it is. What, what do you think about Gary Harris's prospects going forward after that big game over the weekend? I get a lot of questions about Gary Harris and whether I should drop him, keep him, why is he so bad? <laughs> exactly. Uh, all of those things. And it was nice to see him finally do something on Saturday. Uh, like you said, super hot start. Finished pretty pretty well. Um, that was a good game. I, I don't know why he can't do that twice a week. But, you know, like you said, I think he's going to be one of those guys that starts showing up on waivers if if he struggles if he plays like he did saturday i think he's good to go but uh i think he's going to continue to be inconsistent a lot of people also ask about his teammate nikola Jokic. oh really i hadn't noticed is he uh having a is he having a disappointing season (laughs) yeah yeah he sort of is uh and it's a lot of it's just because denver's so deep and they have so much so many players at, at every position that uh, it's just tough to get everybody fed every night. So to me, Gary Harris is not really a must-own player. I like the idea. If I own him and they play three games next week or whatever, I would be okay with dropping him and streaming a four-gamer in his spot. I'm going to tell you straight up, they play four games each of the next two weeks. And again, Steve, you are the games played guy. Every time you make me do, be the games played guy, I feel weird. I feel out of place. I I feel like that's your thing. And every time I say it, I feel like I'm stepping on your turf. Nah, nah. I, <laughs> I, I'm so lazy about looking stuff up. I need you there to take care of that. For All me. right. So the Nuggets, I, I'm very... Back-to-back four-game weeks, I'm, I'm holding Gary Harris. Yes, and, and the production never quite matched the talent and the opportunity for Gary Harris. So I'm hoping that we may see Gary click back into that top 50-ish guy that we know he can be. So let's let's move on to Tim Hardaway Jr., another guy who has been relatively hot lately. Was not great on Sunday when the Mavs beat the Lakers, just eight points on three of ten shooting in 31 minutes. But he's getting an increased opportunity lately, has had a 31-point game and a 26-point game recently, sandwiched in between eight-point games. So what do you make of the kind of hit-or-miss nature of Tim Hardaway Jr., who is getting an increased chance, as I said? Man, he was firing up bombs on Sunday, and they were not going in. He just he just didn't look very good. But, I mean, there have been times this season when it looks like he's going to step up and be that third guy that Dallas needs. Now, Dallas did stop the Lakers' 10-game winning streak with a huge win at L.A. on Sunday. So that was impressive. But Gary Harris had nothing to do with that because he had two turnovers and he was 0 of 7 from downtown. You mean Tim Hardaway uh, Jr.? Who did I say? Gary Harris. You're still thinking about Gary. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr., he, he was 3 of 10 and 0, 0 for 7 from downtown. So he's hit or miss. He he's, runs hot and cold. Matt, how many games does Dallas play? Oh, I wish I had a way to find out. I don't think I can. Sorry. Oh, four, four, four. 
four games. Uh, I'm probably gonna roll with Gary Harris, or with uh, Tim Hardaway with four <laughs> games next week. I mean, he played 31 minutes on Sunday. He's getting run. He's he's the guy that Rick Carlisle is hoping will step up uh, and be that third guy. So if he gets hot, he's gonna score a ton of points. You know, I didn't think that we would be here again, but here we are. Jetty Osman is actually heating up, and and I think this is where I'll say this is kind of a thin feels a little bit like a thin week on the waiver wire. It's hard to, I don't think there are a ton of super obvious pickups, but his last five games, we're looking at 14.4 points, 4.8 boards, 2.8 assists, 1.0 steals, 2.23s on 47% shooting in 32 minutes a game. So he is actually uh, getting things to click together. A guy who I think it can all fall apart for him pretty quickly, but right now it's working. And I wish I could tell you the Cavs played four games next week. It's actually three. But he's still a guy who 20% rostered is creeping back onto the radar. He's scored 20, 14, 15, and 18 in four of his last five games. He's got a double-digit rebound game in there. Playing pretty well for a really bad Cavaliers team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've always been an Osman fan. He's probably sitting down on your waiver wire right now, um, as he should be, because he really wasn't playing that well before this. But, you know, he's kind of hot right now. And like you said, there aren't a ton of obvious pickups out there right now. And I think, you know, despite the three games, he's at least worth a look in most leagues right now. Just want to remind you, Roto World is having its first ever Black Friday sale, and you won't even have to fight through mobs of angry shoppers at a department store to take advantage. We have two huge Black Friday bundles available. If you pre-order the MLB Draft Guide and Season Pass for $34.99, you get the 2019 NBA, NHL, and NFL Season Passes for free. If you're looking for that added edge for the rest of the NBA season or in the NFL Fantasy Playoffs, and are looking to dominate in baseball as well, this deal is for you a $99 value. And if you play DFS, you won't be able to beat our second Black Friday bundle. If you pre-order the MLB Draft Guide, Season Pass, and DFS Toolkit for $129.99, you'll get the 2019 NBA, NHL, and NFL Season Passes, plus the DFS Toolkits for free. That's right, free. That comes out to a whopping $429 value. That's about two-thirds of the NBA season for free. Just go to rotoworld.com slash win to learn more and take advantage of these huge deals. And and, uh, as we move on to the next guy, I can't believe that we're talking about this, but Marquise Chris is back. And and again, this could stop at any moment, but his last seven games, 10.7 points, 5.3 boards, 3.4 assists, 1.3 steals, 1.7 blocks. That does not include Sunday night's game. As we record this, it's late in the first half. He's got a couple of blocks in the first half in 12 minutes. So he's playing, you know, between 20 and 25 minutes for the Warriors right now. And he's producing. And and as frustrating as the Warriors have been, I do actually have a, a little bit of faith in them to get the most out of a guy like Chris, who's been super talented but inconsistent. So this is not one that I'm totally overlooking, even though I was kind of ignoring Marquise Chris at the beginning of the year. I'm I'm back on board with picking him up. Where are you, Steve, on this one? I'm fine with Chris. Um, like you said, he's been playing well over his last few games. Uh, the Warriors basically play an eight-man eight rotation, sometimes nine. Chris is a big part of that. Somebody's got to produce for that team. But, uh, you know, Eric Paschal, Glenn Robinson, Alec Burks, and Marquise Chris, and, and Kai Bowman. I mean, all five of those guys, I think, are 
on some waiver wires and are, are, are all worth a look, especially in a four-game week. What what do the Warriors have coming up? Well, the Warriors' schedule is is not great. They have five four-game weeks the rest of the season. Ooh. So that's not ideal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the one caveat, I think, here. However, now two of those four-game weeks are in the next month, so they go 3-4-2-4. Four, four. So, again, if you're not totally focused on – how many games played? I still like Chris to pick up, and he's just 14% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Tyus Jones. We know that John ja Morant, ja Morant is week-to-week week with back spasms. I think week-to-week week can sound pretty ominous. I'm going to guess that a 20-year-old kid who has back spasms isn't going to be out multiple weeks. I could be wrong. This is not a doctor speaking. This is Matt speaking. But let's imagine that you know John Morant is out for a week even. Tyus Jones becomes a compelling fantasy pickup with even three games in the upcoming week. Yeah, I mean, on Sunday, he had 12 points, four boards, seven assists, a steal, a block, a three-pointer, hit five and nine shots, only two turnovers, 25 minutes of action, and they actually won the game. The Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves in that one. Tyus Jones filled up the stat sheet. Uh, that's what we thought he would do with John ja Moran out. We really don't know when John ja Morant's going to play again. Some risk involved with with rolling with Jones if Morant mysteriously comes back in the middle of the week. But if he doesn't, uh, Tyus Jones to me is is like the must add for right now. And I know when I went out to get him yesterday, he was already owned in almost uh, all the leagues I tried to get him in except one. And I picked him up and rolled him out there today. And I, I'm pleased with that stat line that was really full. And, you know, while we're talking about the Grizzlies, Brandon Clark got hurt on Sunday. So that means more minutes for Jaron Jackson Jr. and Jay Crowder probably. Dylan Brooks scored 26 on Sunday, had a big line. So Jay Crowder and Dylan Brooks, along with Tyus Jones, I think all three of those guys are kind of hot pickups right now. Possibly also Bruno Caboclo, Caboclo though Jonas yeah. Valanciunas was out with an illness, so so I wouldn't necessarily overreact to that Sunday line from Caboclo. But yeah, sore left hit for Clark. And, and we know that the Grizzlies are apparently going to be pretty careful with their young guys. So yeah. The other name I want to talk about as far as point guards go is Chris Dunn. Yeah, he got a start on Friday. 9.7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a 3-pointer in 29 minutes. So that's an interesting one. Uh, Jim Boylan seems to really like Chris Dunn. What are your What are your thoughts on picking up Dunn, Steve? Just thirteen percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. Yeah, I mean he's a steals guy for the most part. But like you said, that last game he played, he hit a three. He had seven boards, two assists, five turnovers. That's that's not great. But if he's starting for the Bulls, there's a lot to be intrigued by there. So. He was kind of on the cusp of, of being a pickup. I, I'm not a huge Dunn guy. I'm not racing out there to pick him up. Do you know how many games they play next week? I don't. Four. Mm. Does that do anything for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's intriguing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Frank Nielakina left early. He is He's considered doubtful for Monday with a sore back. Dennis Smith Jr., Played pretty well on Sunday. 17 points, 7 assists, 2 blocks, 2 threes in 38 minutes. Shot 6 for 11 from the field. I'm not a big Dennis Smith Jr. guy, but if you're in a streaming situation and want to pick up point guard for Monday, I think DSJ is definitely worth a look. Yeah, I, I think so too. He's, he's the last man standing. You know, He's the only point guard that the Knicks have healthy right now. 
you know, and we know Dennis Smith Jr. has talent. He's not been able to harness it and put it all together. But with him being the only one that's there, I, I don't mind picking him up and playing him next week and seeing what happens. Jeremy Grant is just 15% rostered in Yahoo leagues, has made a little bit of noise lately. He had a a 20-point game recently, I think had 12 on Saturday night in that big game for Gary Harris. I'm not running to add Grant anywhere, but I have noticed that his minutes are up a little bit lately, and he is a guy who could, you know, make some gains as the season goes on. So I think if you're in a super deep league, he at least needs to be on your watch list. Well, and along those same lines, Paul Millsap was benched down the stretch for that game. They're letting Jeremy Grant play more, it seems like. I, I wonder if they're starting to baby Millsap a little bit and, and make sure that he stays healthy for the long haul. I think Grant is kind of an up-and-coming guy right now. I don't I don't think he's a must, must-own right. player. But I agree. He should be on your radar, and he's if he's playing more minutes than Paul Millsap, only good things can come of that. You described going to check in all of your leagues and Tyus Jones was gone everywhere. So if you play in leagues that are that annoying where everyone picks up everyone, Jeremy Grant actually might be a guy who's out there and uh, you could be a little proactive there and get, get him on your bench and, and maybe read the rewards in the weeks ahead. Jakob Pertl, this is not a guy I'm excited about. <laughs> I think we talked about him last week. However, he had nine blocks over his last two games prior to Sunday. Then on Sunday, as of late in the fourth quarter, uh, the Spurs getting blown out. He had three steals and a block. So that's 10 blocks over three games for Pirtle. Really kind of creeping into specialist territory as far as blocks go. Not a guy who really scores much, doesn't rebound a ton. But if you're in need of blocks, he is a guy who is super available in fantasy leagues. Yeah, I think I'm I'm more likely to go pick up a guy like Bismack Biombo or Davis Bertans or Mo Wagner over Jakob Pertl, just because the Spurs scare the crap out of me, Matt. I, I don't like what's <laughs> happening. They're losing all the time. Pop is being, I, I feel like he's kind of being stubborn with with his lineup. He's not feeding DeJounte Murray. I think Pertl's one of those guys that'll be in and out of the lineup a lot. But then those other guys I mentioned, you know, uh, Bismack has to deal with Cody Zeller. And, and the only Spurs I want any part of are LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan and maybe DeJounte Murray. Yeah, that's fair. And I do have a bit of a a breaking news situation here, Steve. Marquise Chris has had a block rescinded as of the half, so he's down to one block. So that could, if that affects your plans in any dramatic way, uh, understandable. Just keep that in mind. And I will also say the getting back to the Spurs, their upcoming schedule is complete garbage two games each of the next two weeks. Oh, so that goodness. that may throw Pirtle just right off the radar to the extent that he was even on it. It throws him right off the, the Dr. A cliff. <laughs> the, the famous Dr. A cliff. Uh, who do we have now? Oh, here's a guy I want to talk about. Ooh, you got a dog situation there? That's outside, yes. Wow, is that like a... A wild dog, or is that a a known? <laughs> Do you know what entity, like whose dog that is? That is my dog. Oh, okay, okay. The way you said that's outside, you made it, you made it sound like I don't know whose dog that is, and it's outside, and it might not be safe in here. That is Abby out in my woods, and I'm guessing there's a coyote out there. Gotcha. Should we wait it out, or what do you think? Let me close the window. <laughs> okay. This portion of the show is brought to you by. Uh oh. Sounds like Steve broke a glass there. Classic. Okay. Okay, we're back. The next guy I want to talk about, Steve, is a guy I like to call 
the next guy I want to talk about is a guy I like to call Jordan McRae. Now, over his last five games prior to Sunday night, off of the Wizards bench, 14 points, 3.4 assists, 1.2 steals, 1.8 threes, shooting a tidy 53.1% from the field, perfect from the line over that five-game stretch. The Wizards go four games next week. Can I interest you in some Jordan McRae? I don't know if I mentioned, just 5% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. I like playing him in DFS occasionally as a punt. He has been playing pretty well for the Wizards. I don't trust him so much because he's one of those guys where, you know, you pick him up and put him in your lineup and then he disappears. But he's put together a nice little streak. He's getting minutes and the Wizards are going nowhere. They might as well let Jordan McRae play. I'm okay with Jordan McRae. Matt, as, as we as we tape this podcast, uh, the Toronto Raptors are beating the Utah Jazz 77-37 to at halftime. Yeah, I saw that that one was getting a little out of hand. Uh, a little bit like that Hawks game last night. Well, this one is just tracking for an 80-point loss. That was only, what, 50? What was that? <laughs> uh, moving on before I think about that any longer, Keita Bates-Diop, Steve, is just 3% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. On Sunday, he hit double digits for the fourth consecutive game. That gives him, let me see here, 35, 15.3 points over his last four games. He's hit multiple three-pointers in each of those, including two on Sunday. He's kind of stepping into those Jake Lehman minutes, I believe, at the moment. So what do you think of him as a pickup with three games the next month? (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of the next month. (laughs) Yeah, the next four weeks. Three games a week. Does that? Yeah, do I mean, you? I'm not super psyched. Uh, 25 minutes. I think he's getting like 24, 25 minutes a night. I worry about what happens when Jake Lehman comes back. We all do. We all do. Uh, um, Josh Akogi's still floating around, but you know, KBD has been playing pretty good over the last you know five or six games. And I know when I watch the Timberwolves games, he's very active and 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 out there doing his thing. I mean, I'm intrigued by by Kata Bates Diop. I'm, I'm probably not going to run out there and pick him up. I don't. I don't know if you can trust him. You, you got to be in a pretty deep league if you're going to pick him up and uh, run with him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're at the three percent level, so you know that things have gotten uh, have have gotten to that point. So let's talk about a few guys who I think are probably droppable. Enos Cantor is at forty forty seven percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. Um, he's just not getting enough playing time at the moment to I think warrant that kind of roster percentage same for Cody Zeller who even though the Hornets have a great schedule is not a guy I'm really high on Um, he returned and had an okay line over the weekend but nothing impressive I just think he is he's really just a guy when it comes to fantasy at the moment Thaddeus Young is 40% rostered in Yahoo leagues I think that is a wasted roster spot and Nicholas Batum is 33% rostered I would argue that that is a wasted roster spot as well do you want to defend any of those guys as not droppable not really. I think uh, I, I was kind of high on Zeller for a minute, but I feel like they really like what Bismack Biombo has been doing lately, and that's going to hurt Zeller. Plus, Zeller's going to hurt Zeller because he is Cody Zeller. <laughs> um, but like you said, I mean, the, the Hornets still have, what, three, three four-game weeks in a row left, I think, something like that. And uh, Correct. There's all kinds of guys. There's all kinds of Hornets out there that are from Nick Batum to – Malik Monk, they're all hit or miss. They're all shady. The only one you can really rely on is Terry Rozier. 
Sometimes and Devontae Graham. As much harm as, as good. Yeah, uh, Graham has been really good, actually. Yes. Um, and I, I am actually, Mike Gallagher and I were talking about this recently. I, we both think Miles Bridges is a guy with a lot of potential for the rest of the season as well. Absolutely. Steve, one more name I want to talk about before we get out of here, because he's been kind of one of the most perplexing cases uh, as far as a guy who we've wanted to drop all year. DeLon Wright. He had actually a really good game in that win over the Lakers. 17 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists, 4 steals, 3 three-pointers in 27 minutes. That's his most minutes since November 3rd. So he's been under 20 minutes in 4 out of the last 5 games. Just Or 20 minutes or less in 4 of the last 5 games. Just really not a guy who you can start. But all of a sudden has a really good line. The kind of line that we expect from DeLon Wright. So do you think there's anything to hang on to here as far as that's concerned? I mean, should we go pick him back up if we dropped him? Uh, should we be feeling good about him if we held on to him all this time? Do you put any stock into that game on Sunday? I put a little bit of stock into it because I watched it, and he, he looked really good. Jalen Brunson, who is a big reason that DeLon Wright hasn't done anything this year, only played 11 minutes. Uh, and it's mainly because Wright got hot and Wright looked good, and maybe – Wright got his coach's attention with that game on Sunday, and maybe Wright is ready to roll now. Uh, I don't think Jalen Brunson's done. I don't think this 11 minutes is, is going to be normal for him. I think this could be a situation where Rick Carlisle goes with the hot hand. But after what Wright did on Sunday, I'm at least – he's back on the radar. And I'd consider picking him up, if, if not to start him – right now but but just in case he does this again in his next game because if he does that two games in a row uh sirens are gonna start going off i'm gonna be so mad if delon wright suddenly starts going off because i actually finally gave up on him recently <laughs> in in a number of leagues uh i had just had enough i drafted him in a bunch of places i'm gonna be so mad if, <laughs> if he's finally just randomly breaking out in december after all of this I don't even think I have him anywhere left, and I, and I drafted him, you know, in three or four leagues, including Real yeah. World Live, uh, right for the world. No, but that's see. the thing, Steve. He's looked good when he's been on the court all season. It's not like the guy's been playing poorly and hasn't been deserving of minutes. That's what's so weird about it because they signed him to a, not a huge free agent contract, but a, a legitimate contract, and they haven't been playing him. And I just it drives me kind of insane. Maybe Rick Carla is finally ready to do it. I, I think he's worth a pickup if he's sitting out there in your league um, just to see what happens in the next game, at least. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way, too, because he was a guy that was drafted everywhere. And if you pick him up, like you said, it, it, and he ends up starting to go off, because we still have a long way to go this season, and DeLon Wright's a good player, you're going to get one over on the guy who drafted him in your league. You're going to look like a genius. It's just, It's just not guaranteed to happen. Yeah, and that guy in your league is me. <laughs> me or you, one of us. <laughs> All right, that about does it for us. Subcri subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review it as well if you could. What else do we normally say here? Oh, we're back on Wednesday with the Whip Around episode. We'll be hitting a wide range of topics as usual. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Steve, thank you for taking the time. Matt, I had a dog balling out outside my window. I had an entire family playing Clue downstairs balling wow. out. And they hardly disrupted us. Hardly. Wow. I usually can tell when a Clue game is going on, but I had no idea. <laughs> All right. You had no clue. <laughs> exactly. All right. Talk to you later.